All right. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening, wherever you're listening to this. As you can see, it's a wonderful day here in the great uh, state of Idaho. Look at how green everything is. We've been having um, rain all weekend, which has made everything so lush and just popping. We planted about 10 trees. Uh, let me see if we are live. God says we're live, but I don't see anybody talking in the Telegram chat. Um, anyway, so what do I have for you guys today? I have a really good one for you. I wanted to talk about the political agenda of the of the TV show. And no thanks was accepted the group. God, what's going on with the chat? There's nobody in the chat except for you. Something's going on with the chat. Let me talk to you. Uh, God, one second. Chat isn't working. It's Kyneton's fault. Uh, I know whatever's happening, it's Kyneton's fault. Okay. Kyneton, can you? Oh, why? There we go. Saloon was turned off for some reason. It, you did it. You're the only one who could possibly do that. What do you mean for some reason? What did you turn it off, Coddington? <clears throat> okay, let's just start over again. And then we're going to talk today a little bit. I'm not mad at Coddington, obviously. It's just when he says for some reason, when it's him. Uh, hello, Jagobad. Hello, everybody. Hello, Toronto. Redacted Bear. Nice green screen. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Fluffy clouds, blue sky, green grass. Look at my animals gently eating. Can you see my animals in the distance? I'm a crop, I'm field rotating, and I'm going to show you metaphorically what that means. I made a great video about it. And we're going to talk a little bit about True Detective and what the political agenda of True Detective was. I rewatched the series. And I don't recommend watching these series unless you have good discipline with fast-forwarding pornography or, um, or, or children in bad situations because it's the stuff of nightmares if you're a parent and porn will cuck your brain. But if, if you're good at that, it's ridiculously well-acted and well-written series. And I like to watch the older ones because it's so clear what the agendas were. I'll give you a hint. It's about uh, the voucher program for schools, the entire series. You know, because I, uh, I run in the treadmill a lot these days, and I try to get five miles and 2,000 feet elevation every day. And I find I can do, I usually do uh, like about five miles an hour, between four and six miles an hour to 10 incline. Uh, I can just do that and watch a show and I don't really think about the, the run or I fluctuate. I'll do like eight miles an hour and like work on sprint stuff if I'm listening to music. But so I really like watching shows and uh, I'm not going to do anything at this point in my life if it doesn't add to the stream on some level. McConaughey's best work. Yeah, the character of Rust in True Detective is one of the most intriguing, well-written characters in the history of cinema. And uh, Woody Harrelson did a phenomenal job. The writing was phenomenal. Cinematography, phenomenal. Way too much porn. Way too much child endangerment. So if you can, because fa- I'm really disciplined at fast forwarding that stuff. Like I don't watch sex scenes and it's not because I'm some kind of prude. It's because I know what it does to your head. It's not good for your brain. And also if there's ever children in bad situations, don't watch that either because it, it gives you anxiety, especially if you're a parent. But um, the entire show, 
Because when Hollywood makes a show, there's a reason. There's a political reason for everything. Now, some might be obvious and simple, like uh, True Blood. Is that what it was called? True Blood? I never watched it, but it was just about being gay. It's just about uh, introducing gay. Just gay. <laughs> you know? Great show, season one. Yeah. And, uh, like, there's a lot of shows where you can you can see it. Like, um, uh, Big Bang Theory, normalization of autism and uh, the religion of science. You know? There, there's, like, always a reason to make a show. Especially a show that's very well done, like True Detective. And so I'm... I'm always curious to watch older shows because the narrative becomes more and more obvious. Like if you go back and watch certain older shows, it was to set up the COVID narrative. You know, even uh, Batman Rises, you know, the I wear I don't wear a mask to protect myself. It's to protect those I love. You know, it's they put these Tavistockian ideas in these shows to um, for future spells. And I don't think that many people are in on it in Hollywood. What I think happens is you get this really well-done, well-written show, and then you just insert one idea. It's like the movie Inception. You just put an idea inside your subconscious for a future exploitation. And, um, and True Detective was about the idea of the voucher program for uh, schools, because now you're starting to see that really become a debate. The entire show is to put in your subconscious that if small communities, if small rural communities have the right to have a religious-based schooling outside of mainstream, that they will, you know, rape, torture, and murder children. Like, that's literally the point of the entire show. And, uh... And it's in your subconscious, like you don't even realize it. So you have this great storyline, this whodunit, really great uh, character development, great directing, writing, the acting, superb. And so you ask yourself, why? Because they never do anything for you. It's always some form of mind control. That's what entertainment means, is to grab and to hold the mind, to entertain meant. Meant is mind, to, uh, to hold the mind. Government means to control the mind. And um, and so if you really think about the entire plot of True Detective, it is that there is a, and don't get me wrong, there's tons of corruption in mega churches and the Catholic church, the Orthodox church. A lot of these places do have a tremendous amount of abuse. And so that's one reason why it's a believable plot, because it's not just rainbows and dandelions in the country you know there is abuse there is you know some hills have eyes type people and deep in uh, the woods that are just methed out and cranked out and there is uh, abuse of uh, churches but you know not at the level that you're seeing with public school you know public school is abuse that's been sanctioned you know that they claim it's good this is why I'm more in favor of Uh, rural, small, uh, God-focused homeschooling. You know, we homeschool with a Christian curriculum. And uh, it's not that there's no chance of abuse. There's not that there's no chance of corruption or nonsense. Of course, some of my biggest uh, battles this year have been with highly, quote-unquote, Christian people. So just because someone's Christian or rural doesn't make them good. But... 
corruption and abuse is a lot harder when it's a small community, when it's localized, and when it isn't sanctioned. The question isn't, do people do bad things? It's, are the bad things uh, seen as good things? So if you're dealing with a more God-centered, rural, small community uh, um, education for a kid, you will possibly have abuse, but they it'll be hidden or it'll be criminal, and if they're caught, they go to jail. Public school abuse is not only in the open, it's seen as good to like teach children, you know, about sodomy or gender confusion or that they're, they're, they're descended from, um, you know, mutated monkeys that exploded in outer space, you know, like some real mind warp stuff. And, uh, and so that's what the entire show is about. It's about, you have the, the yellow King and this like serial killer and the entire network was based around a rural Christian coalition. Now, is that possible? Sure. You know, I was from a town with, um, incredible sanctioned systemic Catholic abuse of children. But is it, is it an accurate representation of what's really happening? Is it actually about money? And it's about money. It's about the voucher. Like I would love the voucher system. I would love if uh, people could choose what school they go to, you know, politically I'm on the side against true detective because true detective, because you don't, it's all about consciousness. And I'm going to show you this video about uh, rotating fields for animals and how it works. It's one reason why entertainment and media is so controlled because what movie is this it's called true detective? It's an HBO uh, series. I only recommend it if you're capable of fast forwarding pornography and children in uh, bad situations, because it's bad. That stuff is bad in it, but the acting's incredible. Um, what was I just talking about? Sorry. The the farming analogies are the best. Yeah, because I'm in a unique situation where I'm in entertainment and I'm also a farmer. And the crossover is unbelievable. Voting doesn't really matter. It's about consciousness. It's about getting the ideas in people's heads to groom and change their behavior. And if you look at the entire purpose of the show True Detective, that was it. It was to make it seem like if rural communities can choose their own children's education they will be ritualistically kidnapped and killed, which is not true. You know, there's a fundamental lie to the show. But that that's how the, uh, Hollywood likes to work, is the poison pill around the lie. I believe there would be significantly less abuse uh, in rural, uh, community-oriented homeschooling or uh, small schools. I, I currently do that. And it's not like it's not possible. I mean, if you look at some of these crazy Christian types that are these holier than thou, lying, slanderous, crazy people on the internet. Of course it's possible, but it's uh, way less likely than the public school system actually sanctions it and makes it good. Uh, let me show you some, some funny memes here. I got a lot to go through today. Uh, I'll just get to it. Let's just start talking about ourselves. The one with Woody Harrelson in it was good, but super, it's super dark. But, you know, there's a lot of truth in the in the show. I mean, uh, and that another another thing that the show does that's bad, and the reason they do it to you is everyone's constantly smoking and drinking alcohol. 
constantly. And that is uh, because I, I believe the people that make a lot of this entertainment are trying to lower the world population and they make money on cancer treatments. So it's crazy when you aren't an alcoholic or you don't smoke or you don't drink much. You know, every now and then I'll have a fizzy, but it's, I'm very, very low on alcohol. When you just see that every interaction, people are constantly drinking beer and whiskey and bourbon. Everything's with alcohol, and you can't function on that level. You know, and every male character is like chiseled, and they're high-functioning, but yet they're always drinking uh, liquor and smoking cigarettes. And so that is uh, another grooming mechanism of Hollywood. Like someone like Matthew McConaughey, the way he looks in that show, he can't drink alcohol. Like he's just shredded and fights and, you know, very intelligent and all that stuff. If you're drinking all day, every day, like you're a fat slob who's on his way to a quick death. Okay, so let's uh, let me go through my weekend and we'll all have a good time. Uh, We had a lacrosse tournament this weekend. As you can see, Freddie's very happy. I just want to share that. Uh, what is this? Oh, AI is our friend. Uh, unauthorized.tv, subscribe, $5 a month for the Feed the Bear subscription. That's over 60 hours of entertainment per month of comedy, classical music, and homesteading, which is the cheapest and the least abusive cult in human history. Um, Telecaster bear point because people I'm getting this whole whisper campaign about me being a cult leader again um, because of my reach on Twitter I'm guessing a cult has a specific definition that I don't fit at all cults don't let you leave (laughs) I beg people to leave that I don't like I never force anyone to do anything and the consensual and and so then uh since people can't attack me head on because I'm a very honest clean living guy uh they just use wizard words like instead of uh crowdfunding they call it grifting or instead of community building they call it cults and that's it it's really stupid so anyway uh subscribe to unauthorized.tv and listen to Vox's last stream it's about AI as our friend uh and it is like, let me, let me tell you. And I, I responded to uh, Scott Adams. I kind of like Scott Adams. I feel for the guy. The guy's been through a lot, but I kind of enjoy his tweets. And sometimes I respond to Scott Adams and he said something about AI. And I said, uh, what did I say? I'll just uh, read what I wrote. I don't remember what I wrote to Scott, but basically that AI will only replace AI will only replace uh, the mindless bots. So what did I say on, oh yeah, because I called this months ago when I first got back on Twitter, I talked about how AI will replace anybody without an original voice. If you just go along with the narrative, if you are algorithmically predictable, if you, if, if someone can predict everything you're going to say, because everyone else is saying the same thing. So you get a little pat on the head, a blue check mark, a lollipop and a, and a Audi, you're gone. Like you've been trapped in a pig, in a pig pen. Like you are trapped and now the cage is shut and slaughter will begin. Not literal slaughter. Uh, They call loyalty a cult. Yeah, or just, yeah, because they can't, all they have is wizard words. A community is a cult when it doesn't fit the definition of a cult. You know, crowdfunding is grifting because I figured out a way 
through trust and loyalty to get around the banking corporate uh, blob that is destroying our culture. And I'm not worried about it. If anybody falls for this shit, because there's a bunch of people just constantly DMing everybody like, Owen Benjamin is the leader of a very vicious, vile, homophobic cult. Really? If I ever tried to fuck any of your wives, have I ever even talked to any women alone or inappropriately? Have I ever taken all your possessions and said you can't leave my compound? Okay, then you're not in a cult. It's a fucking comedy stream. <laughs> Right? It's like so stupid. A cult is like you're not allowed to leave and the guy takes all your shit and bangs your wife. And so there are a lot of people that want me to be a cult leader and I have no interest in being a cult leader. I don't want your wives. I don't want any of the women. I don't want all your stuff. I don't want the responsibility for your life at all. I don't want to tell you what to do. And I just want to be funny and you pay me $5 a month and super chat when you feel gay. And I think it's pretty obvious. And so one good thing about these whisper campaigns is if it works on you, good, leave. Like, please, no one cares. Oh, by the way, let me um, play that. And for those of you that didn't leave and want to crush, Labor Day weekend, we are, uh, and then Kyneton, remind me about AI, Brandon from Veritech is coming with me, so he is going to be a speaker at the festival now as well to talk about uh, personal accountability, self-protection. You can meet Brandon. So me and Brandon are going to go together to uh, the Labor Day weekend uh, festival at our private land that we crowdfunded. It's not a land scam, guys. This is like what we do, you know, and in the future... uh, Maybe even as soon as next year, I don't know, we'll be able to do a West Coast um, meetup at the Ursa Rio that we crowdfunded, and then we'll do the Missouri one, and then maybe we'll start crowdfunding for Northeast. My goal is to have like five or six private lands throughout the country, and that way you don't have to drive 30 hours. You can figure out which one is better for you, and I'll go to all of them, and we'll do maybe four or five a year and uh and we'll do like major meetups every maybe four a season maybe we'll have missouri we'll do something farther north maybe uh more near my parents we'll have north idaho or surreo that land is beautiful by the way unbelievably beautiful that that place is not done just because we got that violation i'm just being really smart about it so we let all that anger die down And we're just going to keep working on that and have the festivals and fishing and hunting and everything that we always wanted to do. It's completely legal. We just needed their NGO funding to run out. And then, uh, yeah, maybe something in Florida. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But one step at a time, that's like a five-year plan. Right now, it's just the Ozarks is what we're going to build up. But let me play this for you, and then we will uh, just keep talking because today I have a lot to talk about. There we go.
They're tardytimes.events. Tickets are 80 bucks, but if you uh if you are a donor for the event, 400 bucks, you got your ticket, 1000, you got two tickets and onward. And so we're setting up the schedule now. So Friday we'll have uh, activities, speakers, uh, Saturday, a lot of great events for the kids. I'm going to be doing stand-up at night. After will be uh, Anchor Bear Sunday. I'm not really sure how it's all going to go, but uh, we have, we'll have some more speakers, Gardner, whoever. We'll get our all the all the guys, Classical Learner, everybody, um, Brandon. And then Sunday evening, I think we're doing that VIP thing for donors. And then the uh, tomato throwing at my face uh, for everybody who donated 10000 or more. We'll be able to – oh, I'm doing a set. Cod, you're doing a set. Are you going to open for me? That would be awesome with your little uh, with your little bucket of dirt. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing stand-up and recording a special without going on stage in over three years. Maybe you're going to play Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to do the tug-of-war. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to hang all weekend. Hopefully my mom's going to go. And we're going to record it as another documentary with Film Grain. And, um, yeah. And the one thing about calling me in this community a cult that I'm a little bummed out about is it's going to take away what cult means. Because there are cults that are bad. And people are going to start thinking cults are good. Like, they look at me and they're going to be like, man, I want to join a cult. His life looks fucking awesome. No, you don't want to join a cult. Cults are actually really abusive. Because I, I could see a bunch of people starting cults now that, like, uh, that like the system's kind of falling apart. And the word cult should mean something bad. You know? And uh, I'd, I'd like that to stay a word that means something bad. But, uh, I don't know. I guess it now means something great. Because if, I, if I'm a cult leader, then cults are great, but I'm not. All right, let's move on. Um, okay, so the AI thing. So Netflix, a recent Netflix contract sought to grant the company free use of simulation of an actor's voice by all technologies and processes now known or hereafter developed throughout the universe and in perpetuity. So this is what the WGA writer's strike is all about. And I warned people about this a long time ago. This is why Kanye calls being crazy a superpower. I said the WGA writer strike is because the writers are so algorithmic that they can now be replaced by AI. I tweeted about that a few months ago, that if you aren't creating like a living man and you are predictable and branded, you will be replaced by AI. It's interesting seeing it happen. Hollywood should learn how to weld. All those Netflix deals were not worth it. Very glad to be unauthorized. You could do a stream showing what a cult really is, like show some Manson family videos. Or just Jim Bob. <laughs> like, we should just interview Jim Bob's ex-wife uh, that he never talks about was saying that he's always been trying to start a cult. And I think that's what he's trying to do right now, is start a cult. Like a Christian cult with Jesus. And uh, that's what a cult actually is. And uh, it's crazy, and you don't want to be in one, guys. It's If anybody else wants to have the responsibility of crowdfunding, paying all the taxes, uh, dealing with all the headaches, going to the zoning boards, dealing with the legal aspects, go right the fuck ahead. It's not the walk in the clouds that people think it is. But the thing is, is how many people have an audience, 
They have a lot of trust. They understand money. They're good at doing these things, and they follow through. Very few. I'm one of the only people that I know could even pull this off, and I have. We had our first Baratario Times Festival at the land that we're now buying. And the second one, 33. hopefully, God willing, by the time we have the event, we'll have another 40 acres bought. That'll make 73 acres. Right now, we're 30% of the way to the next 40 acres. We bought 33 acres and then the next 40, and we have 183 total to buy. We've paid taxes on all the money, uh, and we have 30% post-tax for the next uh, amount of acres, which is great pace because we paced this for five years. Learned a lot at Ursa Rio. I tried to raise $2 million so I could buy a 1.2 or 1.4. I can't remember how much it was. Compound with infrastructure, 300 acres. We could have shooting ranges and all that. I didn't raise anywhere close to it. I raised like 400 and something. And so we bought 10 acres of raw land on a river and had to clear and build stuff ourselves. And while that was happening, of course, there was this troll farm coming at us and all that. And um, and so I learned that it's all about the slow build. You know, you get a contract with the owner personally. 1.4 is how much it was? Yeah, I didn't come close to that. And... Uh, and so as you, as you uh, earn it, you just keep buying it off the same guy. That way you can avoid uh, the banking system, which is why this is so attacked, is because it's a blueprint around the banking system, which is the slave system. And so this way it's not as rushed. Like we can, you know, raise a thousand bucks a week or two thousand bucks a week. I'm not like hammering people because we can slowly buy it and lease all the land while we're doing it, sell hay to the locals and to the people who donated. And how great is that? It's like low pressure, low stress. And as we do it, we build the infrastructure so that uh, the donors can have, you know, emails updating them, the private portal with the app that we're working on. Um, And it's just not as rushed and frantic and crazy as it was the first time. But the first one, you know, out of that is usually when really, really cool things happen when you just go for shit. You know, if I could do it over again, I would have done it way differently. You know, I wouldn't have been like uh, dreaming up what it was going to be as we're crowdfunding because I know that kind of threw some people for a loop. But uh, it was the first time I've ever seen anyone do that. I've never seen any entertainer or community leader publicly crowdfund for land for events to get outside of the licensing thing because it that was out of a real problem we we're facing during covid they were saying that we couldn't have meetups or get togethers or shows because everybody was getting this fake virus and so that was the necessity that led to the crowdfunding it wasn't out of nowhere it wasn't like um i just was like we i want to i want to buy all this land it was because I saw that, so they're like 250 or less uh, because of COVID, and then 100 or less, and then eight people could meet, and everybody has to be vaccinated. And we're like, okay, so how do you get around that? And you get around that by not by being a non-commercial property that isn't in debt. Uh, it, it's authentic and amazing during the nonsense. Yeah, it was great, and we shot documentaries with it. And it showed that you can be proactive as, 
as the system is coming at you, you can come back. You can then pivot and shift. And it was a huge leveling up experience for all of us because um, it showed that it's not just a one-way street. You're not just cattle. Like as something's happening to you, you have the right and obligation to pivot, adapt, and overcome. And I put myself out there and I was blasted by the media, uh, cult leader, paramilitary, army, 5,000 bear army, blah, blah, blah. Like all the lies that these people are uh, perpetuating. But lies don't stick. You know, they have a way of just kind of falling off. Oh, God, I know what the hell the video was that I was sending you. Shit, who put that up? I sent you an instant. Was it Max? Somebody posted a video of me talking about Crowder from like three years ago, and it was right on the fucking money. Uh, who put it up? There was a fire, and I was talking about how he was a homo, and he was like wanting to bang Ben Shapiro. Uh, and then someone, I think they took it down. We should have gotten that faster. Sorry, Kyneton. I should have just screen recorded it. Oh, is M1 Baron IG? Uh, okay, I'll get M1 Bear. Are you here? Hey, uh, Papa J, can you email me that right now? At why didn't they laugh at Gmail? God, we're still on Twitter, right? I won't play it until after we're on Twitter. It's a testament to Owen's leadership abilities because it's hard as hell just to get five dudes to agree to the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and just resilience is a very, very important quality now. Like, as everyone's coming, still on Twitter. Okay, Kyle, can you get it and email it to me? You just have to hold your ground and not cuck. Like, just don't get afraid, don't give up, and just keep going. Honestly, that's really it. I think it was M1. Let me know when the train doors close. I will, but we're still going here. Okay, uh, because the NASA people's minds are kind of gone, and Russia admitted today, Vox even called me specifically to tell me, I was on the treadmill this morning, he calls me, he's like, how dare you, Big Bear? The Russians have, Russians have spilled the beans. So the Russians are now admitting that no one went to the moon, because that's one thing that Twitter always says to me is, uh, is uh, well, why wouldn't the Russians spill the beans? Because the financial system, obviously, they're all in SWIFT. So if the warlord is paying everybody, then the people getting paid don't spill the beans. So now that the they're getting off SWIFT, they're going to start spilling the beans. And I wonder if there's six million more beans to be spilled. But NASA started a religion right in front of everybody. And I was talking to my boy Kevin about that, that Jack Parsons and... L. Ron Hubbard had a bet to see who could start a better religion, and Jack Parsons won. Jack Parsons started uh, JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Uh, L. L. Ron Hubbard started Scientology, and they were best friends. Fact. And they were both magicians, like uh, black magicians. Brag about it. Communing with demons, all that stuff. And so uh, the NASA... Religion, And I brought this up a lot to uh, Adam Green, who I like, by the way. I'm not starting shit. But when we're talking about the absurdities of some of the Judeo-Christian spellcraft, um, I kept bringing up NASA, and he just wouldn't address it because I think he thinks that they played golf on the moon. The greatest religion going right now, not the greatest religion, but the most prominent religion, people don't even realize it's a religion, is NASA. You know, 
to the point where NASA is sending a snake robot to Saturn's moon to search for life. So I posted this and I said, how many vaccines do you need to believe that this is real? That they're sending a snake robot to NASA. And a lot of people are like, yeah, I mean, they have the prototypes ready to go. And I'm like, you believe that's true? And they're like, oh, yeah, of course. Okay. There's been 12 astronauts have walked on the moon. I know that number. That's the number of the apostles, right? The Trinity landed on the moon in the miracle. You got Neil. Oh, shit. I should have emailed myself that other thing. Hang on one second. So you have Neil, uh, Buzz, and uh, the Holy Ghost there. And so you have, the, and then there's been 12, and then they stopped going because the miracle's been completed. They built a, uh, they built a cathedral in your mind. And I know that there's people that, that won't see it. They're like, no, no, Christianity's retarded. I mean, it's just like what Adam Green always talks about. He's like, oh, so that's how they make you a slave. But yet he doesn't see that NASA is a mockery of Christianity that's even more, every, everything he says about Christianity, NASA does times a thousand. It's like, oh no, get a get a telescope and look through it. What? <laughs> so you think you think there's a snake on Saturn now? And the fact they won't go back is the second coming. You know, it's like when's Jesus gonna return? The longer they go, yeah, mine cathedral. So there's been 12 humans have walked on the moon, and then the 24 elders have been in space. It's the same numbers, you know? And the, the Trinity did the miracle, and then the 12, and then the 14. And let me just play this video for you real quick about how they started a religion. And the, the craziest part is that people don't realize it's a religion, but it's a religion based on despair and lying. Okay? The globe thing is the setup. It's the despair. If you can get someone to believe that all land and oceans in the world has been explored. It's all complete. You're alone in a vacuum. You see stars that are so far away you can never get there and never trust your instincts or your eyes or your ears. That's the setup. So you get someone in that position, but then you give them a miracle. You know, you give them the moon landing is a miracle. It's a religious event. It's like the resurrection. You know, it's something so amazing that they Charles, great work, by the way. Great work, Charles. Charles369 just said, they landed in the ocean and were born again back in Earth. Splash down the ocean, baptism. Great work, Charles. I love that. I love that you're seeing the metaphors. All right. They, it, it'll, like, get you so... In, in... And by the way, this doesn't make me think that Christianity is stupid. I don't call myself a Christian because that connotates a lot of things that make people angry at me because I don't believe in the Trinity and um, I don't believe in original sin and some other dogmatic things that I've been told by a lot of people that I love and trust where they're like, then you're not really a Christian. I'm not really very religious. I would, I would, it would be more accurate to describe me as more of like a pagan, non-religious Muslim type. I know that sounds weird, but I don't really fit a category very well. I love the teachings of Jesus. I think it's completely dialed in. I completely believe in God. I believe in the prophets. I believe that God communes through man. And I think that every time they do a fake religion, they have to go with a mockery of the real one and all the same numbers and all the same metaphors and the iCloud and the ethernet 
and even the same language they use. And, um, and so that's kind of where I'm at, just to let you guys know. <clears throat> so I don't call myself a Christian because that connotates a lot of shit that I'm not comfortable with. And people end up just getting really mad at me. They're like, wolf in sheep's clothing, Trinity. And I'm like, yeah, I don't believe in the Trinity. I don't understand the Trinity. I don't know how you can be your own father. Um, and I, I think Jesus was a prophet. And they're like, yeah, to be the hell with you. And I'm like, dude, I'm not even really religious. I just... I have, I feel, you know, very good about life and I feel like we're created and I'm, I don't know. I just think I'm just not very cut out for religion, but, um, you know, that's where I'm at. So I'm not saying that all religions are false. I'm saying that when you're going to do a mockery or a shadow, you're going to echo what your heart knows to be true, you know? So yeah, evil hijacks would already existed. So I'm not, I'm not saying... The reason that these false religions work, and I'd even say that a lot of aspects of Christianity is a false religion at this point, if you see how it's being used and abused and and the shadow of it and the mockery of it and the hypocrisy of it. So I'm not on a high horse at all. I'm very humble when it comes to, I don't know what happens when we die. I just feel like it's a level up, like a, it's like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly in a certain sense. But, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a very religious guy. You know, I've been down way too many roads of just like after that Trinity debate with Jim Bob and just watching those guys become absolute monsters, I want nothing to do with that world. But I know a lot of awesome Christians that I relate to tremendously, a lot of awesome Muslims, a lot of awesome non-denominational spiritual people, um, so that's where I'm at. I just want to make that clear because a lot of people don't know. It's a, so you're Muslim now? Well, I, I guess my theology sounds more Muslim at this point, but I think Christian the, the Christian Bible, I think, sounds more Muslim at this point. You know, like Jesus in Aramaic called God Allah. You know, there's this great video. I didn't put this in here. You know, like Stephen Crowder uh, is a cross-dressing, lying, warmongering, divorced sodomite so and i remember he used to go crazy he was like he, he would say that islam is a, a death cult and uh god is not a law the law is a demon and blah blah and it's really funny that jesus called god a law here's uh here's an interesting little clip christians don't even know that jesus spoke aramaic type in language of jesus christ do it right now on google so what was the language there pops up aramaic now the language is a semitic language the semitic languages are hebrew arabic and aramaic now i want you to type this in aramaic word for god and watch what pops up allah jesus christ in his own language called god elah so in hebrew it's elohim or elah in Arabic, it's Allah. It's a word that's the same in three languages. It's not a name. Al means the. La means God. It's the same word in the language of Jesus Christ. Muslims and Christians and Jews are brothers. They're cousins. The fact that they fight each other is a disgrace. That's called ignorance. And I know that'll drive some people crazy. I'm sure Jim Bob's already cutting his own penis. But, um, you know, I said this three years ago. And tell me how true this is. Uh, this is the video from M1 Bear. 
Uh, and everyone called me crazy and, oh, how dare you? You're just jealous. Oh, you, sir, you're running a cult. And and that's the thing is don't cross me and be a raging piece of shit because I'm, as they say, relentless. And it's funny. And people will start, like, people are going to spread that Stephen Crowder's a fag. Oh, wait a minute, Coddington, Coddington. Hang on, Coddington. Get us off Twitter, and let's go ahead and delete the video. Coddington, did you already get us off Twitter? One second. Uh, Just doing a little damage control here. Coddington? Coddington? Uh, Why don't we go ahead and uh, take that off uh, Twitter? I didn't. Did you take us off Twitter? Off now. Can you delete the video real quick just to be safe? Thank you. Because, you know, we have a lot of enemies watching right now. Uh, Let's just be safe, Kyanten, and just delete. Thank you. You know that uh, Jim Bob's right now using his overly lubricated fingers to uh, be like, Bell, I don't have my bell outside right now. God, are we all, we're all set? All right, beautiful. All right, let's watch this again. We're out. I should have, I should have remembered. That was my fault, Kyanten. And, and that's the thing is don't cross me and be a raging piece of shit because I'm, as they say, relentless. And it's funny. And people will start, like, people are going to spread that Steven Crowder's a fag. Because even if he's never pumped a dude's butt, <clears throat> the fact he won't get his beautiful wife pregnant who really wants a baby and saved herself for marriage and is Christian and wants to be a mom, the fact he's so selfish that he won't give her a baby means he's a faggot. And he sells Ranger panties. He's always cross-dressing. He's trying to fuck little Ben Shapiro. Like, why would Ben Shapiro, why would he talk to that little cryptic warm up? You know, like, we got a guy who likes the Talmud, right? And the Talmud, Jesus Christ, is burning in a lake of shit in hell, right? And it's like, he's like all butt buddies with Shapiro. I think it's because he's trying to get in his ass. I think so, too. All right. So that's all come to be obviously true. Let me finish the mind cathedral thing. Um, There we go. Like to stare at it. And you're like, wow, you could deliver that to me. And then they don't go back. And 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 you just keep waiting. Like, no, you're going to send me to the stars. You're going to send me to the stars. You promise. Generations pass. And you're now in their religion. You're in their cathedral. And so to build the cathedral is one thing when you build it out of stone, but to build it out of ideas is another level of mass. Yeah, yeah. So it's a religion. NASA became a religion. Now Russia's spilling the beans. Look how beautiful that sky is. I love seeing people spill the beans. All right. Look at that. Homemade pizza, everything from the farm except the flowers from the Mennonites. I just wanted to brag a little bit about that. It's a great meme. Study shows kids who are homeschooled could miss out on an opportunity to be a gay communist. Kyneton, let's read Super Chats and I'll continue here. I only have one letter today because I guess everyone just stopped giving a shit. Is there a clip of Russia spilling the beans? No, but it's on Vox's blog, blog voxday.net. And he called me just to uh, just to talk about it. It's hilarious. All right, just from Rockfin, live for your die, Nathan Alexander. Love the streams and 
Crush Bandicoot Bear has a heart of gold, a mind like a razor, and a dick like the wind. Whoa. Received a tip from Susan, Black Market Nick. Boulderson should live in a pit. Almost spit out my coconut oil pull. Nice. Yeah, people are coming at the bear, but I, I usually enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the, the Jort Wars for a while. It was way too intense. But I held my ground, and now, uh, now I enjoy it. But uh, the Balderson thing I enjoyed. I don't care at all. If he wants to start Methtaria, that's his thing. I know that uh, people like to come at the Silverback to try and get a banana out of my pocket. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to turn you into a joke. Oh, alpha? Yeah, I'm literally like one of the alphas of the internet. Yes. And I'm not even an alpha. I'm a bravo. But I'm just so damn good at what I do. That Yes. I have a tremendous reach now. I have for a while, but I survived five years of exile and uh, things are going very well. And now our business plan and our uh, infrastructure is so well designed that this whole economic situation and the social situation and all of it, we're years ahead. And then if you look at us crowdfunding the land and having our own food and all this stuff um, and the trust that we've built, it's incredible. And so, yeah, we're going to see a lot of people ankle biting and making false accusations because they're scared. I don't, I heard that, uh, Kyneton, is this true that uh, Barricade Garage hasn't made a video in months? Is that true? Long live Bertari. Yeah, long live Bertari indeed. Uh, let's see what we got here. You think you can grab a banana before they smash in a baby? Yeah, you've had solid decentralized reach. But the zombie retards didn't want to do the math on all locations to see the actual numbers. They didn't light up their eyes until they saw Twitter numbers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, decentralized is the way to go. It's like, it's like uh, I became like the good version of the Hydra. He's been streaming? Oh, good. I thought he died. I'm glad he's alive. Good for you, Barricade. Maybe I'll meet you one day. Meet your little ass. I swear to God, I thought he was dead. BB, you made Barricade depressed. His water bed popped. He gone live still. That's good to hear. I literally thought the guy died. I thought he died of sickle cell anemia. Good for Barricade. Somebody told me he hasn't streamed in months. I should have looked into that. I can be very trusting. Uh, B Barricade chat, not much different than Jim Bob's nowadays. Is he still talking shit about me or did he move on? Is he now just talking about his wife's obesity problem? I I have advice for her if she ever wants. It's all about uh, uphill cardio. If she ever wants to really dial it in, just let him know that I can help his wife train. And uh, just really tell her to cut out the sweets. All right. There, uh, someone is a retard that doesn't know about the live tab on YouTube. That's all right. Um, I thought he died of sickle cell anemia or he got sent back to prison. He streams from SeaWorld now. Nice. Yeah. Did he build her a Jeep rascal scooter? <laughs> okay. Moving on. Let's read some super chats here. All right. Just realized I've never been officially verified from Bill. Can I please be a critter gritter bear? Welcome. I get the coons out of your home professionally. Much love from Georgia. Nice. Very racial. I dig it. 
Uh, Critter Gritter Bear is probably striking terror into the heart of Barricade Garage right now. Born Again Bear. Peace, brother. I was catching up on the bonus IG streams I missed from last Thursday, and you brought up that st stiff-necked bitch woodshop and how he took advantage of you and the community support. There are verses in both the Bible and Quran that say God measures your intentions and not outcomes. Actions are judged by motives, and the intention is the deed. Exactly. That's why if you donate to someone, even if they're grifting, you still get spiritual benefit from that. That's why you shouldn't feel bad about it. Because uh, I used to be pissed off when I'd like promote somebody and then they'd end up being a scumbag. I'm like, I always had good intentions. I wanted to help them feed their families. And that, I don't think that that matters. Like what I receive for being doing a good deed doesn't matter what their intention is. They only fuck themselves. All right, Brian says, BB, you're a true north. With so much chaos, so many lies, despair, you're a guiding light. Thank you for your honesty, guidance, and foundation. Thank you for finding your divine spark and shining it on the world. His will be done. That's awesome. Thank you, Brian. Uh, by the way, Islam and Christianity, if you read the Bible, like uh, Boer Bear read the Quran, and, and he's a Christian, and he said it's basically the same book. And uh, I get that in total vibe. That most of the nonsense that I find nonsensical in Christianity comes from, like, uh, the elders, like, these den, these covens of warlocks are like, so what this really means is, and then they just do all kinds of crazy shit. And I think that's pretty much where the religions have really gone astray. But it's not my world. I'm not even, I don't even like talking to you. By the way, has anybody fucking heard from Denmark Bear recently? Because I don't like talking theology anymore. I think it's a dead end for me. Uh, I don't enjoy it. Has anyone heard from Denmark Bear? Hang on, let me check the chat. Uh, usually if you find God, you become a better person. Yeah. Like, Jim Bob became humorless and angry. Um, no, they, it's, it's very... Yeah, he's okay. Nice. Yes. Fuck yeah, Scouse Bear. We might have to do a couple streams a week at 10, Guyton, just so that we can uh, hear from Denmark Bear. The comprehensive holy books were assembled by people, not God. It's important. Yeah, and I'm just not going to fight with anyone ever again about theology. I, like, ever again. That Jort War thing, as much as I can come across as, like, I'm having a blast during it, it was very stressful. Um, hello, Simone Poppy. All right, Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday works for me. Uh, okay. Well, whatever, God. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll do Thursdays. How's that sound, Kyneton? Um, no stream on Friday, by the way. Or Saturday, this week. I'm very busy. Okay. Paying some gay away for talking shit in the saloon recently. I'm excited to see your stand-up for the first time in years. Thank you for all you do. Cheers, Beardo. How, dude, how much would it suck if I'm just terrible? If I go up on stage for the first time in three years and everyone's like, and everyone just, all I can hear is people going, cringe, 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 cringe. I had a fucking like nightmare about that. That I went back on stage and there's so much buildup and everyone's like, man, this guy's a genius. I can't wait to see him. And I just hear, and, and all I hear is just a bunch of whispers going, cringe, cringe, cringe. It's fucking terrifying. All right. It's not going to happen though. I'm going to crush hard, but 
just I'm just letting you know that there is a, a sliver of that in my subconscious that's a little scary. All right. I'm trying to sign up on UA and it won't take my cards. Well, that's because we don't want um, gay people. I wrote the help guys too, but the payment processor needs to pay their gay away and not letting me sign up for basic account. Also, shout out to my brother Aaron, who is starting to listen to your streams. This super chat is down payment for my brother's gayness. Nice. Paying other people's gay away, by the way, is great. It's a great way to insult someone and also for me and Kyneton to make a living. So if you ever want to, like, fuck with someone, pay their gay away and be very specific why they're gay and give me and Kyneton money. All right. Daniel says, great streams, BB. Thanks for mentioning his dark materials in one of your streams a while ago. It's one of my favorite shows now. Good. There's a lot of gravy in that show. There's also some uh, some inversion, obviously. I think it was written by a gay, <laughs> but really well, uh, really, really creative. It, it would, could not have been written by AI. I'll put it that way. Um, like, I'll tell you another show that could not have been written by AI is uh, um, Severance on Apple. You know, there's some like Gnostic occult darkness in it and all that. But it's a very creative idea. And so all the shows and all the talking heads and all the the blogs that are just regurgitating, they're all going to be replaced. Like all the people that took the ticket are all fucked. You know, and that's why, you know, you're in God. God's guys, we're in God's realm. This is God's realm. The good, the true, the beautiful. You know, I don't mean a guy in a frock. I mean that cowards and cucks and liars, they're the ones that get fucked. It just takes a while. And you got to hold the line. And when you do, you'll see it. Like all the people that took the Netflix money, they now sold away their voice, their face, their, their algorithm. And now they can be puppeted like, like little demons for eternity. For what? They got $2 million dollars. Was that a down payment on their little sodomy castle? And now they can barely walk without shitting their pants. Congratulations, you're in hell. Okay, Lightning Bear. Hey, BB, been listening for a couple years. Just got to be active in the community. Wanted to send some gratitude to you and your family and everyone that makes it possible. Endless wisdom. Thank you. I appreciate that. Off-Road Bear. Owen, thank you for the great content and inspiration. Here's to the best comedian in the realm. May I please be verified as Off-Road Bear. Welcome, Off-Road Bear. And great news, all the magazines just came in. Fourth edition will be sent out shortly. So if you pre-ordered and bought those magazines, you will be getting them relatively soon. They look great. And uh, thank you. Um, Did the NASA accidentally put Venus on the sunny side of Earth, or is it some kind of magical trigonometry that I can see it for eight months of the year without change? Yeah, the globe model is retarded. It doesn't make any sense, and that's fine. I'll still be friends with you. But, uh, yeah, it's nonsense. All right, moving on. All right, what do we got here? Oh, this is, the, this is the definition of a secret king. King Charles just got kinged. Doesn't he look like the kid with a single mom who overcompensates because he doesn't have a dad to teach him how to throw a football, and so all the other kids throw rocks at him? And so his mom literally put a crown on his head and just keeps saying, honey, you're the real king. You're the secret king. 
Like, no one's having less fun than King Charles. Like, it was such a comedy watching the guy in, like, like a, a Cinderella carriage. And he's just, like, he's just, like, bickering with someone in the fucking carriage. And he just wants to die. But no one's having less fun than the King of England. No one's having more fun than the Bears. Okay, moving on. Uh... Something very interesting is happening. There's more and more Holocaust survivors every year. According to Eli Weasel, there's just 100,000 Holocaust survivors left in July of 2016. And then in January of 2019, Israel home to 200,000 survivors. And then The Economist published in 2020 that there's 400,000 Holocaust survivors. Huh. That's interesting. And then I realized how they're uh, pulling it off. If children of Holocaust survivors now qualify as being a Holocaust survivor. So if you are the child of a Holocaust survivor, you survived the Holocaust. And no one cares. It's, um, it's a cow that's out of milk. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> think about how fucking stupid the, the whole Holocaust narrative is. Like, there's all these survivors. You'd have to be, like, 90, and you were, like, five. Is that how they got to six million? Yeah, they just keep reinventing what it means to be a how. At this point, if you were a yarmulke and you've seen a Steven Spielberg movie, you survived a death camp. And, guys, it doesn't even fucking matter. You know, the truth doesn't need to come out. It's just more and more people are going to be like, Ugh. Oh, I already played that one. Oh, guess oh, so I had 40 eggs and I had 33 chickens. And I recorded this video and it's 33 seconds long. Very interesting. I, I showed you guys all the our um, our little incubator. And so check out our new uh our new chickens. You look like you're having a really nice day. Pretty warm in here. Hi there. Got some uh, water going, some food, everybody's pumps. 33 chickens. Exactly 33 were hatched out of 40, which is an insane ratio. And it's quite a number. Keeps popping up everywhere. Kind of funny. Buellefelders. Great chickens. Yeah, 33 chickens, and my video is 33 seconds long. Oh, that means you're in the Illuminati. No, it means I'm dialed in. All right. Thank you for permitting the paying away of the gay for oneself and also friends, relatives, and acquaintances. Is it possible to attain a bare indulgence to pay away the gayness of deceased ancestors? Of course. Paying the gay away of the dead is one of my favorites. Davy Crocco's ancestors should right now be giving me piles of money. Trout Drew Bear, any survivor of World War II has to be at least 80. Yeah, and that's if they were like zero years old. Like, it's retarded. So you were born in a death camp? Like, what do you tell... Do, do any cows ever calf in a slaughterhouse? That makes no sense. Oh, really? Well, and we're going to send you to prison. God, you're going to love this one. Wing Tifa caused a real traffic problem today. Just ran a little traffic. 
All right, all right. Next time, use the the gobble walk. <laughs> gobble walk. You guys get it? Gobble walk. Classic. Classic Big Bear. Okay, let's check out. Uh, I did not have any ice cream. I just want everyone to know that my willpower is getting insane. Because as the day approaches for the new special, and as Taylor Bear is going to be making me a new suit, I can't be obese. But this is what I'm dealing with, guys. This is the type of homemade desserts my wife makes. My wife has made this dessert. Amy, tell us about it. So this is a blueberry rhubarb crumble, and it has rhubarb that was just harvested today, and then frozen blueberries from the summer, and then um, our own butter, uh, oats, coconut sugar, nutmeg, and cinnamon in it. And then the ice cream over here is fresh cream, some egg yolks, and vanilla maple syrup, and that's it. So pretty much everything from the farm almost. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting stuff, Love. Are you excited, Walt? Oh, yeah. I am my spirit so Born in a death camp, still circumcised. Jews. Okay, this made me laugh. Uh, this is called Fraud. For those of you just for those of you just listening, it's about the ISS. It's just called fraud. It's uh, it's fucking retarded that anyone thinks this is real. Hey, really? You think God is real? Yeah. It's everything is proof that we we're created. Everything. Everywhere you look is evidence that we were created and we're not spinning in an infinite void, descended from retarded monkeys. All right. It's not really nebulous at all to believe in a creator since everything created has a creator. Well, who created it? We're outside. I believe God is outside of the creation, outside of space and time, and created us because nothing else makes any sense. And I can't fathom another dimension where all possibilities can exist in a point, but obviously it's possible. Now, this is so fucking stupid that that's why... Listening to people berate Christianity uh, that believe in NASA, it's like a deep joke. It's like a very deep joke. And we're going to watch it one more time. Don Pettit literally is retarded. By the way, that was Neil Armstrong looking at someone's dick. 
Doesn't he look like a flaming flame? They all look flaming. Chris Headfield looks flaming. Look at that mustache. Watch Neil Armstrong take a quick look at someone's ween. Watch this. You guys catch that? You guys catch that? As a giant, I get it all the time. It's when a fella takes a quick look down. You see that? Neil Armstrong, I think, is a flaming gay man. Did you guys see it? Watch this. So whoever's taking Neil Armstrong's photo is probably over six feet tall. Because I know that I know that look. I've seen that look a million times. He just takes a quick look and he just thinks about it. Yep. I mean, it's just so fucking stupid. Okay, so I'm glad I'm glad you guys got a, a kick out of that one. Uh, here's my he's 21 this month. Uh, my dog Benny is now he still runs. Look at this. Come on, Benny. Isn't that great? Yeah, buddy. Can you keep up with me? Blind. Yeah, Benny boy. How's my guy? Come on, Benny. It's crazy. The fucking dog can still run. Can't see or hear. Doesn't care. He's like Luke Skywalker. He just knows where shit is. Okay, so this is my video about uh, crop ro- or uh, field rotation. I called it crop rotations, and some Gamma Secret King pointed out. It is a mistake. Crop rotation is when you rotate this type of crop that uh, to bring nitrogen back in the soil. Like if you grow a lot of corn... You have to bring in beans because corn will like deplete the soil of nitrogen. So you bring in a nitrogen crop and you lay one part fallow and all that. Okay. I meant to say uh, grazing rotation or something, animal field rotation, but you get the idea. And I thought that this is a really interesting idea that you guys uh, could get a kick out of. Hey, everybody. I wanted to explain to you what crop rotation means and how it's applied to your life. I think I have a very unique position as being a farmer and an entertainer. So I can apply a lot of farming truth to what is being done to people. Okay, you see how in this field, all the grass is short because I have my animals over here and then you see the line. And now this field, the grass is growing. And then I have another field over there that I allow the grass to grow longer. So basically what crop rotation is, is the animals eat this down, but not too low so that it kills the, the, the grass. So as the grass gets eaten down, you move them to the new field. That allows this field to grow. All of that manure becomes beautiful soil. This is a regenerative process. This is why animals are very important for making soil. They're an incredible part of the ecology. And so, That's all short like a putting green. This is starting to get longer. Right now I'm putting the fencing around the trees to get the animals ready to come in. Okay, so how are you, how are the farmers of man rotating your crop? So what happens is 
What is our product? Those guys, the product is, is milk. Those guys, the product is wool. Humans, it's, uh, it's consciousness and it's attention, it's eyeballs. That's what we're farmed for. So I believe that they do crop rotation and field rotation just like I do it to these animals. So you get everyone's attention, it's all based on trauma. War, war, war. Pestilence, pestilence, pestilence. You know, bye, 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 bye. Rotate, rotate, rotate. You see how they do it? And the they isn't some mysterious group. It's just, uh, it's just farmers of man. And so think about that. Think about how you're being farmed. So, well, when you had the COVID situation, you had one field that was like this and it got down to there. As soon as the grass got eaten down, the trauma was sucked up, the businesses were consolidated. They then shifted to the next field. They let that field grow back, right? It's really fascinating when you see it. And then they milk you on the next field. So uh, I don't know if anybody has any, I know that Twitter is like an Amish classroom. So there's gonna be a huge amount of people that aren't aware enough to even understand what I'm saying. And they'll call me schizophrenic, crazy, smooth brain, don't procreate, all that stuff. But I know there's some of you guys that are starting to understand this. When I uh, showed you that uh, video about milking goats and how you put them in debt, you give them the grain, you, you, you keep them divided, <laughs> and you take their milk, and then you uh, castrate the males you don't want procreating, and you say they're brave and beautiful. That really resonated with a lot of people. So I'm really trying to show you guys more and more um, metaphor of like, what we're farmed for and what animals are farmed for and how me as an entertainer and a farmer can see how it all works together. You see right now they're allowed in that pen and that's why people like me have always been uh, censored because I don't uh, follow the rules of the pen or the gates. A gatekeeper like a Joe Rogan, Steven Crowder, Anderson Cooper, Tucker Carlson. Um, I don't even know who's in left-wing media, but like the New York Times, the Washington Gazette, whatever the hell these things are, these are the gates. You see how there's a gate? And the gate says, this is how far you can go. And then they keep you in that pasture where you eat that, your consciousness is farmed, the gate opens, and then things shift. Oh, now you can talk about the vaccine. Oh, now you can talk about 9-11 and the moon landing, but not flat earth. Oh, now you can talk about that, but you can't talk about this. Oh, now you can talk about uh, what really happened in Afghanistan, but not about Ukraine, right? The gate, 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 gate. And then farm, 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 farm. Move the pasture, suck up the resources. And the human uh, milk is loosh. It's attention, it's emotion, it's consciousness. And I just thought you guys, there's a good amount of you guys that find this stuff interesting that's why people like joe rogan are called gatekeepers they bring on people like me and say oh too far that's you're not allowed in that field yet and you know what i say to them bitch i'm not a cow <laughs> all right much love everybody uh be fruitful multiply don't be fruity and bull guy and if you want to support the stream 
P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. Entropy streamed out app slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. And subscribe for $5 a month to unauthorized.tv. Um, Rumble, all these places, they're all temporary because it's a catch-22. You know, you get the free speech, but then they start losing money because servers are so expensive. So then they have to get advertisers. Corporations want to limit the gates. It's it, it's the same cycle over and over again. A free speech platform comes out. Oh, man, it's great. We got all these investors. We can't make any money. Well, this co co uh, corporation says that they'll give us $100 million, but we're not allowed to say this, this, this. Ah, we'll just play a little ball. And then the cycle repeats until uh, nobody wants to watch anymore because it's not interesting, you know? <laughs> and then they go to the new startup, the new crop, the new grass. Oh, nom, 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 nom. The gates move, they shift the pen, and more consciousness is farmed. And human consciousness, attention, behavior, those are the things that are the most important. Uh, those are the more, most, that's way more valuable than money. Money is simply a way to keep cattle in a gate. Money doesn't actually, money is like grain. It's just, it's just, uh, you guys, I can ramble about this for hours. All right, much love, everybody. Everyone's right, getting it. Uh, war in Ukraine commenced immediately after the COVID masking was relaxed in Washington. It was literally the next day. It's so decisive how the gated areas move sometimes. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's just uh, land management, uh, consciousness management. Toronto Jubair said, this is old as time. The Assyrians did population rotation 4,000 years ago. Yeah, it's not just bad, but it's just something to take note of. That your consciousness is... a. And then as the crops are rotated or as the fields are rotated, you get back to the original field and you forgot you're even there. You know, so they'll use Bud Light trans thing. Everyone's all upset, blah, 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 but they move the gate. Now that's on the table to have a trans teen be on the can of your Bud Light. You know, then you move the gate again. People forget the grass regrows. But now you're already in another field and just keep rotating. Oh, well, we're going to really teach them a lesson and they'll make less money. They created the money. They don't make money. It's like, well, I know what these conservatives sound like to me is uh, like if a student mugged their teacher to steal the gold stars. Like that they have any value outside of um the value that you give them. Like a teacher will put a gold star in your paper. Imagine, imagine a kid being like, yo, dude, you wanna you wanna get rich? And another kid's like, Wow, what do you think? And he's like, This bitch has a desk filled with gold stars. I'm gonna fucking hit her over the head with a brick and take them and I'll split them with you if you watch the door. And then they do that and they're like, Okay, now we're gonna get uh A's on our paper forever. And the other kid's like, She's dead, dude. Like, without her, they don't even matter. You understand it? You understand? <laughs> like, there's, the gold star is money. Like, you, it doesn't mean... It only means what you give it. Oh, it might be nice. You and your land scam Jew money. I need to pay off my lubricant debts. Okay, I get it, but it's all about a social contract. So, the corporations like Budweiser or... All the airline companies or any of this stuff, they're not operating in business. They're not operating with like margins and, you know, 
or else all the airlines would have went out of business during COVID. So, oh, we have to get rid of four inches of your leg room because our margins are so tight. Oh, we can't give you adequate food because we're operating on on 1% margins. And then for two years, no one's on planes. And they're like, eh, we'll, we'll be all right. And I was like, where are you getting the money from? They're like, don't worry about it. We, uh, we don't function like that. Like, they just give us the money. The money is just created. Fiat means let it, like, let it be. Not let it be, but just like, what does fiat mean exactly in Latin? It's really interesting. What does fiat mean in Latin? It basically is, is speaking something, let it be done. Fiat means let it be done. So it's like fiat just means to speak something into creation, abracadabra. Abracadabra is the same thing as fiat. It's like, I, all right, let me look up the exact definition of abracadabra. What does abracadabra mean? Where's my cursor? A word said by magicians when performing magic. It's gibberish. It's not gibberish. I will create as I speak. It's Aramaic. Of course, God in Aramaic, which is what Jesus allegedly spoke, is Allah. I create like the word in Aramaic to folk, uh, um, several, fo- all right. So abracadabra means I will create as I speak, which means I speak it into creation. And it's not just evil. That's the, what allegedly how Adam started naming things and it was good. And then named us and was very good. And so in the Christian tradition, all Abrahamic tradition, God spoke, uh, reality into existence and then adam named everything and by naming it 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 gave it a existence and so but again just like when you look at the moon landing religion it's an inversion so fiat means let it be done like i will speak it abracadabra the the how um same with god yeah as i speak it it shall be and it doesn't have any meat. Like, and then people go, well, gold doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. Gold's one of the best conductors of electricity in the world. And it's beautiful to look at. A dollar is not actually in existence. It's only in existence in your uh, mind. Oh, really? Well, tell that to my debts. I, I get it. Like, I, I completely understand what you're saying. But just please try and understand what I'm saying. That it doesn't have meaning in reality outside of the, like, so the teacher has authority and authority comes from author. Like whoever is writing it has the authority. And so the teacher based on social dynamics has authority to judge you. And that gold star and the teacher is, uh, the desk is filled with gold stars. Those gold stars have no meaning or value outside of the authority you give the teacher. So if you steal her gold stars, you don't get anything from that. It's the same with the dollar. If the system were to collapse, the dollar doesn't have any meaning outside of what you give it. Now, as we're seeing the spells crumble under their own weight, because all spells crumble, man cannot fiat the way they're pretending. You can't create value by just naming something. Although, I, I mean, I named Bertari and it became real. I don't know. I have to think more about that because there is something to naming and claiming, but it's, it's typically used in a very nefarious way. 
But okay, like I'll say something very true on Twitter and about 50 people will come in and try and name it and claim it. They'll say, oh, Big Bear, that's quantum physics. Oh, that's uh, Christian mysticism. Oh, that's in the Quran. Oh, that I'm like, I just say something that's true. And like everyone comes in to name it and claim it. Oh, that's that's quantum physics. What does that mean? You know, like you just named it so that you can claim it. Oh, well, that is, you know, that's why the name game is so important when it comes to jurisdiction, where it's like, do you live in the Algonquin territory or do you live in Oswego County? You know, depends on who you're giving your authority to. Do you live in the Iroquois Nation or Cayuga County? You know, and that's why naming things does have value to it. Like when I named Bertaria, it was created. And it, there is some truth in that, man. It's not just nefarious. I don't know. I have to think about it more. I'm kind of riffing right now. Okay. Uh, but that's a part of actual creation. I hate the people who say the same thing over and over in order to distort. Yeah, we are creating Bertaria with our actions and our deeds and our actual value. So it is different. Money doesn't actually have any value, like the dollar. It's only based on, yeah, it's neutral. Yeah, exactly. It, it just is. Like when you name and claim, it depends on are you being a parasite or a producer is pretty much it. Yeah, I'm just scatting, man. I'm just scatting. Nobody wants to worship a copper or silver calf. That's pretty funny. I, I couldn't imagine ever worshiping any calf. Like that, I, I just don't relate to worshiping calves at all or golden anything. But what do I know? All right, let's check out a little skit from uh, Jacobat. Feel free to super chat. I have one letter. It looks a little long, and I will follow my one-page rule, but I'll I'll give it, um, you know, I'll, I'll try and give a good read here. Uh, super chat at entropystream.live slash app slash Comedy. I never noticed how many people claimed ideas like that until you said it. Yeah, you'll say something true, and then they just claim that it's their religion or their science or whatever it is. I see it all the time. It's like, well, can't something be true without it being named? No, no idols, no oaths. That's what I follow, yeah. I don't do idols or oaths. I don't swear secret allegiance. All right, here we go. Let's enjoy this fucking freak. You ask yourself, why did John Kerry go to... Antarctica on November 8th, 2016. Why does Putin go to Antarctica? Why does the Pope go to Antarctica? On election days. Why? It doesn't make any sense. Did they go there to high-five a penguin? We'll send Jacobat over the ice wall. He's getting on to live for it. Shit. Excellent production value. So I went over the ice wall. And honestly, it was kind of lame. No resources, no elites, no aliens, just emperor penguins who I hung out with and talked to most of the time. Hey, little guy. Hey, you, you guys look great. You guys look great. You're doing, you're doing great, kid. You're doing great. The place was eerie, and Eskimos definitely don't exist. Do exist. They do exist. There was nothing interesting here at all. Just me, the emperor penguins, an Eskimo. And oh my God! Well done, Jagobat. Okay, 
I have one letter. It's very long, and we do have the one-page rule, but I will read a couple pages and then uh, the end, or I'll read a little bit and then the end because it's handwritten, and I can tell she, uh, you know, took some time on it. But uh, I'm not going to make a whole lot of exceptions. Well done, Jacobet. I mean, we all loved it. Jacobet had to return some tapes in Antarctica. Kyneton, do we have some more Super Chats I can read? Then I'll read this, and then we'll end the plane. Uh, do you guys like the less long, rambly streams? I've been trying to be a little more focused about them. Uh, I think they've been going quite well. Nice work, Jacobet. Yeah. Uh, and Mr. Miggles... Uh, by the way, subscribe to unauthorized.tv unless you're gay. Super chat at entropystream.live slash app slash Owen Benjamin Comedy unless you're gay. If you're gay, feel free to just not do that. I hear you loud and clear. You like dudes. Uh, I love them all. Thank you, Scouse Bear. Long is good. I mean, they're still long, and I do a lot of uh, bonus streams on Instagram and then put them on unauthorized. I like long streams. You hit a stride at almost three-hour mark. Nice. Hang on, Kyneton just sent me a text. Hang on one second. What do we got here? Okay. Here's the letter. Hi, Owen and family. My name is Nicole and my husband is Ben. We are a family of seven. I've been wanting to write you a letter for a while and I finally decided to. We've been watching your streams for a few years now, and you have helped us see through so much. COVID really woke us up to a lot of things. I'm a registered nurse, and Ben works commercial construction. A few years ago, when I found out about the globe lie, it changed everything. Yes, my family thought I was crazy, and my parents thought I may be having some sort of psychotic break. But now they get it. We went through a lot of BS over masks and being kicked out of places. Once even cops were called, but then we found local farmers and started getting a whole cow and making our gardens. I'm homeschooling the last three years, and it is awesome. We have chickens, ducks, turkeys, and hope to have more soon. This letter is longer than you usually like, but I want to give you a bit of our background. We live in Pennsylvania on just over an acre, but our taxes are high. It's a big house we don't need, and the neighbors in the area are mostly the sheep. Um, all through COVID, we pushed through and lived our life, spending time with the kids outdoors. It never bothered us. We have two late uh, teenage boys and two younger girls. We both just turned 40. We wanted to have more children, so last spring we decided it was time. Our precious four children were all born by C-section, and because I have discovered how modern medicine doctors and hospitals truly are, we decided to use a midwife and have a V-back at home. But if I had any issues, I would go straight to the local hospital. It was my decision to not follow modern um, this time. My issue with my previous children is that I don't dilate in their time frame. This time we thought it will be different. I know my body, no meds, no oxytocin to speed up labor, frantic uh, reading of fetal monitoring, uh, strips, constant exams to check progress, etc., my midwife suggested that we use a hospice that was VBAC home birth friendly, um, or a hospital, sorry, if we had any issues. I want to explain that over the past few years, I have felt so much closer to our creator and was even more during my pregnancy this last time. 
On 11-30-22, my water broke at 31 weeks. This had never happened to me before. We went to the hospital my midwife told us to go to. I was never a fan of this hospital and never had any of my children there, but it was supposed to be award-winning. My husband and I were treated horribly there and my decision to only use a midwife. Um, I did stand my ground with so much and let them know that I was also a RN. Ben and they could stop with the condescending behavior. Um, after about four hours, I, I, I really can't make exceptions about the one-page rule. Uh, so I know this, This I don't know, do you guys want to hear this whole story or do you want me to hold the, the one-page rule? Because in the past, like the really long letters, um, I don't know, usually they ended up being people that, not that I have any problem with this person, this person sounds awesome, but... Uh, I really don't want to like go, yeah, I want to hear. You want to hear, Bunny? Okay, I'll read it. If you guys want to hear, I'll read it. Skip to the end and see if it's a good pick. Ah, my, ah, I got a cramp in my leg. No, I'll read it. I mean, it's it's really, uh, it's really big lettering, so it's, I'm just going to read it. I know a lot of women want to hear it. After about four hours, they decided I needed a C-section, so I gave consent to the attending nurse. They... Infiltrate my IV, tried a spinal uh, 10 times and failed. My husband was kicked out of the room and I was given general anesthesia. I had asked them all to just please relax and take their time while we were in there. My husband went to the attending while she was scrubbing in and asked her to have them all calm down. Before the face mask was put to me, I prayed to God for him to watch over us, for him to keep us safe, and that I left it all in his hands and that even though... This wasn't my birth plan, that it was the plan for us, and I'd have a baby when I woke up. When I woke up, I saw my husband shaking his head. I asked where the baby was. Um, we always like to be surprised. Oh, it was a boy, right? Ben told me that the baby did not make it. I didn't understand what was happening. I have them bring him to me, and my tiny peanut was so battered, battered from the way he was taken out of me. He was bruised and torn at his neck. This is very intense. All right. Sorry, but I just, all right. Uh, I later found out that another mother, uh, V-back home birth, had lost her baby by the same attending four weeks prior. My records show that it was a three-year resident that did my surgery without my consent. I had denied her to perform an exam while I was awake earlier that evening but they let her do the surgery. She had cut my placenta. Uh, this is very sad. I'm sorry if this is too descriptive. It was not my intention. My son was born at uh, 1.14 a.m. on 12.122, and our whole lives changed. I do not want anyone to feel sorry for us. I question our creator why he had abandoned us in there. I never stopped believing in my creator. I just know... There is so much evil in the world in this realm. Now I ask, what was my lesson? Uh, what does he want me to learn? I keep coming back to reincarnation. I ask God, will he allow my son to reincarnate to us as another child or as our grandchild? That's, that's interesting and beautiful. Is this a soul contract that my son made prior to coming to us? I just don't know how all this works. What I do know is that I miss the way I envisioned our family growing, homeschooling, uh, homesteading, me at home, 
and doing things different with him. No vax, no nothing. But I also know that the energy is real. My son's energy is with us. I see him in my other children. I have dreams where we have communicated. My husband and I hope he will come back to us if that is possible. But either way, we will all see one another in another place and time. God is real and he has plans for me that I don't always understand. Our family is healing and we are getting there. We have just sold our house with some decent equity pending inspection. We want more land unrestricted to build and then let the kids build their homes on one day and just break free from the system. Please keep us in your prayers that we follow the path God has for us. I want to start fresh anyway from this area to not have the reminder of that hospital close by. I hope this wasn't exhausting, uh, but it was well overdue. No, I'm glad I read it. Uh, I've just had so many letters in the past that are just very emotional. And some of those people have like really gotten crazy with me that I'm trying to not uh, read long emotional um, stories, but yours is very beautiful and I'm glad I did. Um, all right. I hope this wasn't all right. Here's a tip for the piano man and to pay the gay away. I've caught Ben rollerblading with our daughters in the basement. Ooh, just in time. Can I be verified as Mama Nurse Bear? Welcome, Mama Nurse Bear. If it is not taken and Ben would like to be Double Barrel Bear. Welcome, Double Barrel Bear. That's a great name. Thanks and blessings to you all. And then your family name. Thank you very much. That was uh, that was a beautiful letter. I just, uh, yeah. BB, tell her to read Journey of Souls by Newton. By Isaac Newton? I'm not recommending Isaac Newton, Jackobat. But that's uh that's a beautiful letter, and I'm really sorry you had to go through that. That's a nightmare. But you sound like your uh your faith isn't shaken, which is great. And you still feel the presence of your son. Uh not Isaac, says Jackobat. Good. We don't recommend Isaac Newton on this live stream, Jackobat, and I think you know that. Okay, here's some more super chats. Just Ungraded my personal plates to, oh, Jesus, we'll see who tries to run me off the road. Keep crushing, Big Bear, onward to Bertaria. Thank you. And that's a hilarious license plate. Keep crushing. Thanks, T. Cruz. Um, Omar says, notice if you let people Shiva into your community, they will all be worship, worshiping balanced after a cow calf the moment the Mossad kill you. That's really dark, Omar. I don't appreciate that. Notice I said teaches before you started saying teacher. Uh, no one's killing me, Omar. All right. That's a little intense. Okay. Moving on. Anthony says, as always, thanks for doing what you do. It's becoming more and more clear that the rules have changed. All sin seems more uh, punishable now and virtue seems more exalted it's truly beautiful onward to all that love the truth indeed and kindin watch out for uh super chats about someone killing me that's not appropriate okay so i guess it wasn't isaac newton that jacobat was uh recommending it was fig newton omar's drunk on hummus yeah um i don't don't ever tell me what how to run the community or how to who to watch out for and all that stuff, because then it's you. You're the one to watch out for then. 
I've seen it. Oh, guys, I've been doing this now for so many years. It's like becoming hilarious. The red flags just pop up. It's like, watch out for this person. This person's going to manipulate you. I'm like, or is it you? Because that's typically what I see. And then when people use Mossad as some boogeyman, I don't see that at all. I think that people are threatened by their own demons, that this realm is fair, and that crushing and doing a good job and being an authentic person does not put you in the crosshairs. I've seen a lot of people die. I've seen a lot of people, um, you know, self-destruct, and it's always their choice. It's never, uh, it's never like, oh, this guy's just crushing so hard that someone killed him. It's always, you know, it's always like drugs or you know, they 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 the hubris, the, you know, that it's always their own demons, and that's why I don't even listen to that shit. Because they always try and do it. Like, people try and do that all the time. And they usually do it because they want to justify their own sloth or their own fear. Like, they're like, oh, I would start a garden, but the commies will just bash it in and steal it and, and kick it with boots. I, I used to hear that all the time. And I've been so successful at it for so many years that people don't even do it anymore. Because they used to be like, oh, dude, what's the point of even getting chickens in a garden? They're just going to bash. They're just going to steal it. The commies will just take it. Years later, I'm just eating fresh produce all the time. Really? What's the point of even having kids? They're just going to end up gay and trans and fat and fucking, I don't know. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's always these like excuses and especially the intelligence agency excuses. Oh, the CIA is going to get you. It's like uh, Kaiser Sose. It's like right out of usual suspects. I would start a garden, but the government will just come bash it and then make your wife leave you for the neighbor. It sounds like something else going on, bud. Yeah, exactly. It's the same with like, don't don't talk to Dr. Shiva. He's just going to steal everything and then Mossad's going to kill you. Like, Omar, you're now on a you're on a watch list. You know, they weren't just wrong about the Muslims. A lot of them are based as fuck. But every now and then you'll get some Arab pop up that's a little like. I'm seeing something. I'm going to say something. You know, they're a little, it's just like that desert climate where they're just in the sand with a goat for fucking eight months. They just start getting some wacky ideas. Omar's been weird. Yeah, Omar, you're, you're, now, you're now in a serious timeout. Because um, Omar also was the same guy that was like saying uh, that he truly knows when Ramadan is. And it's, it doesn't shift. It's always the same time in the year. It's like, okay, well, you're starting to sound a little gay. And I think the pay away needs to happen. Now, Omar does support the channel a lot and pays a lot of gay away, which, you know, a good businessman would support and nourish. But I'm not a good businessman. So I have to pay it away. Uh, no, Yeah, let's get him on a no-fly list. Let's keep him away from steel frame buildings. Uh, Ramadan is in our hearts. Yeah. But I always get a little weird whenever people say like, oh, what it really means is I'm like, you know, I know I don't know. And I'm smarter than you, you know, <laughs> like I know my intelligence is freakishly high and I don't know when, you know, what it really means. You know, I have some humility. Omar is Omar Dimitri. There's a good chance. Omar's Dimitri. You're an honest businessman, BB. 
Yeah, but I don't nourish my biggest supporters. Like a lot of people will give me, they'll like be really big supporters if I simply just encourage them and I don't do that. I actually like to kick them out when they get a little too uh, high and mighty. Like saying Mossad is going to kill me is such a red flag coming out of uh, Omar. You know, it's like, I know that it's a lot of the, it's a lot of the Arabs little uh, boogeyman. They tell each other that, oh, Mossad's going to get you if you don't, if you don't feed the camel, you know? And it's just a little gay. I think some more gay needs to be paid away, Omar. You know, I've been doing this a long time and there's some flags. All right. Jerusalem says, after the violent birth, I suffered being ripped from my mother with metal forceps being because the doctor had a golf appointment to get to. My next three siblings were all born at home very peacefully and I got to be there for all of it. The hospital is for emergencies and the vast majority of births are better off happening at home if at all possible. I completely agree. I'm very fortunate for the medical system we have. We have great trauma medicine, um, just a lot of good stuff, but it's horrible for wellness. It's horrible for pharmaceuticals. They push them way too much. And, uh, and also, yeah, when it comes to uh, birds, like the fact that they circumcise babies, like that that's a health choice, like that if you don't circumcise your baby, they're going to get like penis cancer. Like, you're now like NASA to me. Like, you've now lied to a point where, um, you know, we're not cool. All right. Is Masad a masculine word in Hebrew? I don't know. Um, Toronto Jew Bear, what does Masad mean in Hebrew? Does it mean one who squirts or one who wants someone to squirt? He who squirts walks with squirt. <laughs> you know, I uh, I don't like those those people that, Act like they're your friend, but do guised little threats like that. It's just completely ridiculous. In Spanish, Masad is El Chubacabra. Good one, Cod. All right, final Super Chats, chats everybody. And uh, make sure you get your tickets for the Bertaria Festival. It's going to be a blast. Bring the whole family. I'll be doing stand-up for the first time in three over three years. Uh, that is BertariaTimes.events. Always... Uh, he who clips, yeah. Yeah, if you want to really know what intelligence agencies do that's fascinating, they influence media. Like Mossad, a Mossad agent helped write Pretty Woman. Like shit like that. It's really interesting shit. They also get a lot of blackmail. They don't really do that much killing. I know people think that because they like to squirt and they have these weird violent fantasies. But the main thing that all intelligence agents do, not all, but the main thing is they gather info and data to help policy. And there's a valid position for that. It means abracadabra, goyim, beware. That's hilarious. So every nation needs to have an intelligence agency. It's, uh, it's very valuable because you want to know what's happening. Like if you're about to do a, a mining deal with Iran, you need to know if the people are going to be comfortable with that, like what their situation is. Is it stable? Is there about to be a coup? You know, and then you can have intelligence agencies might cause the coup. They might do some real weird, wacky shit, but it's all pretty obvious. Or if somebody is uh, threatening you to find out stuff about them so that you can make a better decision. And then what they do is they also influence the 
assumptions and behavior of the population. And a lot of times it has to do with media. Like the main thing is media. Pickle Bear, thank you. Uh, sold bunches of pickles this weekend, so to be safe, I'm paying my gay away. Really enjoying your presence on the Twitter sphere. You and Uneducated Economist are my staple stream diet lately. Good point about the schizo reports of either a dollar collapse or market crash. Can't be both. I'm thinking dollar stays strong for a while. Yeah, I want to talk about that a little too. You can't have a market crash, housing crash, and dollar crash. If a dollar is to crash, what that means is its buying power goes down. Can we just talk about this for a second? Like, let's say the uh, dollar were to crash. That means everything would get more expensive, not less. So if stocks go down, that means that the value of the dollar is going up. It's all relative to each other. So if the housing market crashes, what does that say? The dollar's buying power goes up. If a cow is $1,000 and now you can get a cow for $500, that means your dollar has more value. So when major uh, economists are saying this shit, I'm like, how are you a major economist? Just using logic, I can show that you're wrong. I don't need to know what Keynesian says or what the Wharton School taught you. You can't have it both ways. If the price of things are going down and all a stock is, is the price of a buy-in of a stock, like one stock, like one share of a company goes down in value, that means that the dollar is going up in value. It's just like this. Yeah, that's why if you see a drop in anything, it's deflation, not inflation. UE is smarter than 99% of those economists. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because he's seeing it as a working class man, because that's the accurate view of the economy. So all these ivory tower economists are being paid to say horse shit. I did a tweet about that that went pretty wide, that my father was a college professor, and he used to say many a PhD is an ASS. That used to make me laugh. That uh, the entire university expert system, they're paid to conform. They're given grants and given status based on their ability to conform to the money men. And the money men are the institutes, Rockefeller, all these places, that are trying to lower the world population and kill as many people as they possibly can. Anybody that's been in a lawsuit knows that experts are for sale. You can just buy an expert that, and tell them to say any opinion you want. And the more credentials they have, the more they can sway a jury. Expert literally means nothing. It means whore. So if you're, let's say you're having a lawsuit over whether or not someone needs to take down a tree on your tree line. You can hire an expert to say that he has to, and then the other guy can hire an expert to say he can't. Or like, let's say you have a shooting range and one expert says it's 100 decibels and the other says it's zero. That happens all the time. And so the uh, academia, the expert, the scientist, the consensus, it's all bought and paid for. Carrots and sticks. Oh, everyone has to be in on it. No, you simply pay somebody to do a job. And if they don't do the job, you take away their money. And where are they going to go? To the media? The media is all paid for. It's all one system. So all the money, that all the gold stars from teacher, 
comes from one group that has one agenda. And so whether or not you're willing to, how much you're willing to sell out for money is pretty much how evil society is. The root of all evil is the love of money. So let's say you do your job and you'll sell out some time and your back hurts and you're not with your family, but you're not willing to like kill a baby. You're not willing to lie about uh, pumping the groundwater filled with aluminum, but you are willing to, you know, cuck a little bit here or not speak your mind or agree with your boss on a topic that uh, long-term will cause damage to your community. You see that all the time. Like comedians, it's like, you're not allowed to make fun of this, this, this. You can't say this, this, this. They're like, no problem. But they're already cucking. Now, are they going to like murder a baby in their sleep? No. But it's all how much are you willing? And then there's people that would literally um, kill innocent children for money. You know, like a lot of corporate lawyers or people like that. They will sign off on poisoning an entire neighborhood for money. No problem. They just don't smell the bodies. And so that's pretty much the level of how evil your system is, is how much are you willing to cuck for money? Yeah. Are you willing to put a mask on? What about a vaccine? What about making your kid wear a mask? What about making your kid take an untested vaccine where a bunch of ferrets died in the testing? Are you willing to take a vaccine to go on a cruise? What about your comforts? Are you willing to give up your television? Are you willing to give up being invited to Hollywood? And what I've witnessed is people are willing, are almost willing to give up nothing for their uh, value. Like the higher up you go in society, the more they're broken slaves. Where you won't, even rich men won't give up an invite to the Oscars to say the truth. They won't give up one acquaintance. They're like complete slaves. And the lower you go in society, the more free the men are. Where you'll have a laborer that's like, I'm not fucking doing that. Right? And that, that's why the world's inverted. Where the higher you go in the pyramid, the more people are completely bought and sold and paid for. And the irony is, and this is why you know this is all um, fascinatingly fair, is those people are all right now getting replaced by AI. Because if you want the voice, like the voice, the voice of the system, the voice of the lie, the voice of the Satan, uh, it can now be replaced by chat GPT and uh, holograms, deep fakes. You could literally, Joe Rogan, all these guys, they've all signed away their likeness, their voice, all of it for their paycheck. And so now they have no purpose. And now they're left with all this money but no purpose. And if you take away a man's purpose, you take away, you know, you take away everything. Uh, and what I just said makes perfect sense. And you can call me crazy, but that's only because you don't want to see it. It's a hundred percent true. All right. Kyanton, final super chats, please. Do you guys enjoy this beautiful day? It's a very beautiful day. All right. Chateau bat. Yeah. And that's why, uh, you know, he who's last will be first and first will be last. The meek shall inherit the earth. It's all fucking true. Deep State Bear. Hi, Owen. Just paying my son's gay away has caught him looking at those thug sneaker memes, shaker memes, and laughing. I'm sure you will agree that at least a Tate gay. P. 
P.S. Thoughts on interviewing Flat Earth Man. I'm keeping my circle pretty tight these days. I'm not really uh, accepting any new offers. You know, I'd rather just interview Gardner again. Like, I'm not into new people anymore. Um, I just, uh, I'm just not into it. I'd rather have no uh, guests, to be honest. I'm not, I like, I was kind of into it for a minute and now I'm totally not into it. When people are like, oh, you got to talk to this guy. No, I don't. Because I've seen a lot of people that I just agreed to talk to and they went totally crazy on me for like not thinking we went to the moon or like because I questioned the Trinity or like, it's almost like the fact they know, they think they know me, they can be extra abusive online. And that people, it gives like people, uh, it's like they uh, they have some sort of standing, like watching Benjamin Balderson. People are like, oh, well, Balderson was in Owen's inner circle, and he was a trusted member. I've talked to him like three times total, and they were all on live streams. I don't even fucking know the guy. And one thing I've noticed is the internet will create this illusion that, like, I'm really close to him because I'm, I'm a good interviewer. Like, I, I'm fun to talk to. I can quickly adapt to someone and really be generous with my time. And then they turn for clicks. They're like, oh, and Benjamin, he's not a real homesteader because they're trying to sell like like drugs or something. And I just don't want anything to do with that anymore. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not really uh, looking for any more friends. I have plenty of friends. I like more listeners, but I don't need to, unless I know someone. I'm, after the Jort Wars... I got to be a lot more, uh, I got to be a lot, you know, more snobby about who I allow in my circle. You know, like I'd let someone help out at Ursa Rio for one day. They'd bitch and complain like that Richard freak lost his mind and then just will like talk shit about me for two years on the internet. And, and because there's like a photo of me and him, people think it's all real. Like when I was in the Bears, I bitch, I don't even know your last name. I know nothing about you. Like, you know, and I'll just be like, yeah, Bears helping Bears. This dude's going to let you live on his property for free for a year. And then just totally goes nuts. And so I'm starting to be a lot more vetting about who I interact with on the Internet because I just there's a lot of crazy out there these days and desperation. I, I, I can like sm- it's like a stench. That people are just like, the end is nigh, and their fucking uh, their plans for the future are not paying out, panning out. Off stream, no problem. Um, I didn't get it. I didn't get that. Why would I read that off stream, Shoppy Bear? Why it's helpful to the people. Why can't I read that? I mean, I'll respect your wishes, but I don't see most videos. Uh, I donated 10k to the Ozarks in love. Can't wait to throw 33 tomatoes. Boar bear, it's gonna be a blast. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Uh, if there's kids around, I can't really go too racial. But things will escalate. Rotten apples can spoil the barrel. Yeah, it's true. I got to, uh, I got to tighten up my uh, the vetting process. I just don't like, I don't like that type of guy. That's just like, 
oh, well, you did it to Rogan. Joe Rogan literally started a narrative about me that got me deplatformed from a bunch of shit and wouldn't let me tell my side of the story or let anyone else say my side of the story on his podcast. That's a fact. Joe Rogan pressures people that I do podcasts with to take down the podcasts. Okay? It's not the same thing. Because I've thought about that. I'm like, okay, do I ever do that? Like, did I do that to Joe Rogan? Like, Joe Rogan lets me on his podcast. I talk shit about him for a year. It's completely different. He gatekept me. He started a narrative. He took down my side and wouldn't let me tell my side. And it was like complete bullshit. All verifiable facts. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I do think about that. I do think about like, am I guilty of that? And no, I don't ever do that. I literally never do. Like the Joe Rogan thing cost me potentially millions of dollars. Oh, you're blaming him because you're bigoted? No, him behind the scenes was doing a lot of work. Like when I got kicked off Twitter and he was like, yeah, I, I tried reaching out to, uh, to, to the guy at Twitter. Hey, buddy. Oh, you got a captain's hat. It's amazing. Can I put it on? Bring it over. I think he was one of the ones that got me kicked off Twitter. Like, he never publicly had my back. He never even said the story online. Thanks, buddy. This is great. Oh, yeah. The captain. The captain is in. It's like, couldn't he have just done a tweet? Like, Owen Benjamin got kicked off Twitter. This is an attack on all of comedy. No. He was all, didn't say a word. Are you taking pictures? Sure, buddy. Yeah, take a picture. <laughs> it's like, and he was supposed to be the alpha dog of comedy, the watchman, the man on the wall. If anybody, uh, if anybody comes at the integrity of comedy and free speech, Joe Rogan. Thanks, buddy. I'll, uh, we'll leave real soon. I'm landing the plane. DB, according to Red Bar and Rogan's club, where he forces people to lock up their phones for evidence... Rogan might be trying N-bomb bits. If that's true, he's the biggest hypocrite ever. Horrible, horrible human being. Just horrible. You know, apologizes for saying, for saying nigger. He's like, like it was this horrible thing. All that does is bury people like me. We're so, everybody looks at Joe Rogan, the cutting edge, the avant-garde, and he's going to apologize. And he did publicly. He said it was the worst thing he'd ever done, that he hurt so many people, and he'll never say it again. Okay, and so people like me, now it greenlights the whole world to come at someone like me. All right? And meanwhile, I know for a fact that he's fine with the word. He's a 60-year-old Boston racist, which is fine, Bull Rush Bear. But it's like, that's reality. And you're going to lie for money? You're going to lie and sell out actual comedians, actual speech guys, actual creatives that aren't going with the narrative. You're going to sell us all out for money and you're going to expect loyalty from us. No, dude. And so that, and I never sell out the bears. I never sell any of you out, whether it was the Patreon lawsuit, helping you guys get jobs, families, reading your letters, supporting all that stuff. I got to watch out for that. I do it too much. Let's people close to me that then try and set off a bomb for clicks and money. It's pathetic, you know? 
All right. So unauthorized.tv. And uh, if you want to support buying the Ozarks, that's um, BertariaCampgrounds.com. If you want to get tickets to uh, the festival, that's um, BertariaTimes.events. Three more Super Chats grabbing out nice. And if you want to send real-life letters and real-life silver and gold for the last guy alive willing to say nigger, not because I hate black people, because I don't hate black people. I mean, I don't want to live around a lot of them. But, like, it's because a word can't be bad. And I held that line. And if I didn't hold that line, the world could be much worse right now for a lot of people. All it takes is a few people to hold the line. That's a biblical truth. That, it, like, when God was destroying Sodom and Gomorrah, it's like, how many good men are left? Ten, five, show me one, or I torch it. If everybody cucks, it gets wiped. That's my opinion. That if you have all these comedians that will not make fun of Bruce Jenner, and you just have a couple do it, and then, you like, as time goes on, you look at those monsters that that cucked it. Oh, God, are we still on freaking Twitter? Or did you read me properly? Because I just dropped some hard ends. Connington, did you take me off Twitter? House Builder Bear, Joe Rogan is gay. Yeah, horrible. My city, London, Ontario, is named unhappiest city in Canada. Very strange. Good. I, you guys should be taken over by us. All right. That's it for me today, guys. I got to go. You want to, and now I, everyone can now see why I did it. And it was a noble act that it wasn't, I never said hurt black people or like they're worse than us or like, I don't even know what race is. I just know I don't want to live around a lot of them because they, they squeal the hoopties. It's because if I had cucked, I would be damning everybody else that knows that a word is a tool. A gun is a tool. A hammer is a tool. Making a hammer illegal does not get rid of murder. You also get rid of uh, building a house or killing a guy. You use the same tool. A gun, preventing your family from being robbed, getting a deer, you know, whatever you want to use a gun for, that's your choice. Every word is your choice. Now, you can make the decision if something is polite or not. I don't swear around my kids. I don't even say shit around my kids. That's my choice. But you can't pretend that the word itself is an intention. And so when you have someone like Joe Rogan who apologizes to the world for using a word, that just makes life even harder for people like me. But guess what, Joe, the toe from Mexico, is the more we hold the line, the more power we get. And then you'll get your little whispers of, oh, Owen's a co-leader. Owen's going to get killed. or Owen, Dude, it's all horseshit, man. I'm not here for a long time, but I'm here for a good time. America's established this city. I don't know what that means, Digital Archiver Bear. It'd be funny to see you and Dave Landau make fun of Crowder together. I don't care. I did that four years ago. Frankly, I literally don't. People are like, oh, now it's your time to shine. No, it isn't. Now every idiot, like... My job is to be the first on site. I, I trailblaze. I tell people what's actually happening. And then when other idiots catch up, I'm way on to the next thing. I don't care about Steven Crowder. He's a basket case. All right, guys. Be fruitful multiply. Don't be fruity and boil, guy. I'll see you tomorrow.